Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with ATDC Radio, and I got a full house here today, and I'm going to kick it off with Andrew Hamilton. He is with Steady. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, tell us about Steady. How are you serving folks? Yeah, absolutely. So Steady is an income optimization platform. Uh, currently, uh, we have a iOS, Android, and web presence. And uh, the goal is to bring the best jobs to the best people at the right times and allow people to optimize their income through a series of jobs, not necessarily a single job. So now that's kind of an evolution in the job market, right? It is, absolutely. About 50% of the U.S. population uh, moving into the next few years is going to have more than one job, and we're there to serve them. What are the most amount of jobs someone's had? I'm not sure if I know exactly, but I could imagine it's probably uh, in the three-plus range. It's, it's fairly normal and typical nowadays. Is it three? It is for our for our demographic that we're surfing, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then do you have an idea of what those jobs are? Yeah, we do a lot of gig economy jobs, so um, people want flexibility. So on-demand, the ability to work from home, the ability to... Um, start a job at different times of the day, uh, flexibility, and also uh, just you know be able to start a job fast uh, within hours sometimes versus months or you know weeks in a typical job situation. So now I know, um, like, I have this job, owner of Business Radio X. My wife has like a corporate job, and we were thinking just as a goof, we go to Costco a lot. So we're like, why don't we be an Instacart person? Yeah, is that absolutely. like an unusual? Like that, like we we go to Costco for sport, right? So we look just like walking around. So we thought, hey, why don't we do this? And I could pick up, you know, twenty, fifty bucks. Yeah, you've absolutely hit in the segment there. That's uh, very interesting. Which is, you know, people want to do things that are that are good for them, hobbies for them. So if you look at uh, Wagon Rover, those are dog walking companies. Right. So they like dogs. Yep. And yep. then why not be around and get paid to why hang not? out with dogs? Absolutely. Get paid for something you know. Um, you know, if they own dogs and they've got a history of that, then we know that those are good um, examples of people that would be uh, great at that, at that uh, opportunity. Um, you know, other things we see too, I mean, we can see that people uh, drive automobiles. So, you know, if they're looking after them, uh, potentially could do delivery. They can uh, base, uh, also work on... Uh, Rideshare programs. Um, I had somebody the other day that was, uh, you know, using a lime scooter and thinking about what, you know, when I get the scooter home, I know charge it, makes some extra money as well. So you can be a charger. You can be a charger through Lime and through other companies too. Yeah. So now um, you have to keep up with all these kind of gig economy jobs. So we do. We have a sales team uh, that goes out and has direct contracts with a number of gig economy jobs. We also have job feeds uh, from uh, other companies. Home Depot is a good example, Safeway, Albertsons. And we also have uh, feeds from um, other job supply companies as well. Are there, uh, is this happening like every day there's more kind of gigs? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what you find out there. A lot of tutoring companies as well that are listed with our, our services. Uh, work at home is a big segment for us. And then um, anything, like what's the weirdest one that you've seen? <laughs> um, I, I think we try to steer away from the weird ones. So we do so actually some weird ones, curate, <laughs> we curate everything that comes onto our so site. Everything is like PG-13 in your world? I would say uh-huh. so, yeah. That's a good example. But there's yeah. some R-rated ones. 
out um, there. <laughs> there <laughs> certainly could be. <laughs> but that's not yours. Not, not our space, no. And then uh, the typical uh, person that uses your app is, what does the demographic look like for that person? So it, yeah, that's interesting. So we thought originally when we uh, put the apps together, we see a lot of younger people using the app. So that's actually not typical. We see a lot of people in their uh, late 30s, 40s, 50s who are looking for additional income, additional opportunities, and even people in their 50s and 60s are not quite ready to retire uh, but want to do something and get some extra opportunity income at various points in their career. So, you know, I would say there's a typical age, but it really does uh, tend to uh, be all over the place, um, but especially in the uh, you know 40s, 50s, 60s, we're seeing a lot of activity. So now walk me through the onboarding. Like, so I find out about the app, I'm 40-ish. Yeah. Or 50-ish. Yeah, so we advertise the app on Facebook. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just got that, actually. So we advertise the app on Facebook and uh, Google. Um, you see uh, basically an advertisement a for it. It's a free app. Mm -hmm. uh, download the app. Uh, take a look at the opportunities in there. Once you've selected an opportunity, we ask for a very, very basic registration, which is really just uh, you know email and password. And at that point, you can go and apply for uh, jobs, search for jobs, uh, filter for jobs. Based and how on many your, jobs are in there now about? Uh, we have uh, actually um, several hundred drop jobs today, if you go and take a look. Uh, end of this week, beginning of next week, we'll have thousands of jobs. So we're actually opening up a new job supply uh, literally within the next couple of days. Wow. And so there's that many opportunities all over the country, or is this uh, only U.S. or is this globally? It's national across the U.S. at this uh -huh. point. And there's that many, like like in Wichita, there's a, a ton too. There would be, but uh -huh. all the uh, work at home jobs would apply for Wichita as well. Uh -huh. So, <laughs> so we do have coverage across the whole of the U.S. And so some of the, when you're saying work at home, that might be the work you're doing. You can just be at home on your computer doing the work? That's correct. So there's customer service jobs. There's uh, VIP Kids, which is a, um, you know, a ability to teach people from home, uh, tutoring jobs. So we have a number of jobs that can literally be done at home with just a computer and telephone. And then what's some of the rates that the person could get paid? So we're typically looking or targeting people in the $10 to $25 hour. So mm -hmm. it's really that... Uh, uh, that that's our, uh, our range that we're looking at, uh, but it can go up, you know, twenty five dollars uh, an hour plus. And then some of these people just cobble together. This is how they make their income is by cobbling together several of these. Uh, yes, and we actually have an income tracker that's uh, rolled out already. Uh, the ability to uh, put in your bank account, uh, we track that. We see the income coming in, and we remind you of your goals and activities. Uh, but the bottom line is that uh, as that advances and um, as we add more features to it, you'll be able to track goals like saving for vacations, uh, saving for car down payments, uh, basically looking at the goals of a individual and meeting those goals through our income tracker. And that feature is available today. It's going to improve constantly, but absolutely. So now, how did this idea start? Like, how did what was the kind of catalyst for this? Yeah, so I, I can't claim any. Any, uh, you know, any IP on this from, from well, that perspective? You can but claim <laughs> I can claim it. No, uh -huh. but uh, the bottom lines are our founder and CEO, uh, Adam Roseman. Uh, his father uh, was actually uh, working um, part time in a job that wasn't giving him enough income uh, to be retired or semi retired. So he found a number of opportunities and uh, realized so that initially other it was for older people. Uh, we are uh, working with the AARP, uh, but we are across the board. Um, any age group right but so the but the germination of the idea came because of an uh an older person not a 
millennial or a 20 Yeah, it was year actually, old. yeah, through an income gap. Right. Uh, income gap was originally for somebody that was, uh, you know, retired or near retirement. And then this is a great way to make 100 bucks a month, 1000 I mean, I know it varies depending on how many hours you want to work, but typically what it's on average the person's I making. I mean, it could be a few hundred dollars a month or it could be income replacement. Some people make thousands of dollars a month, literally mm-hmm. replace a career uh, with a series of uh, independent jobs. And then because a lot of this is work at home, you could be traveling over the world doing this work, right? Yes, that's exactly right. Lots of flexibility uh, mm-hmm. where you live and uh, what times you work at as well. So then what attracted you to the opportunity to work with Steady? Yeah, I was very excited about it. Um, I learned about this back in uh, January, February last year. I uh, spent a lot of time talking to Adam about it. The more I heard about the uh, flexibility of jobs, the gap, uh, the, the fact that a lot of people are now moving towards this 1099 employment, which means that they're working for themselves. Uh, they don't have benefits anymore. They don't have a lot of discounts that we're all used to. Um, so basically bringing things to make their lives easier in that work at ho- or sorry, self-employed environment was uh, really exciting to me. And I had been self-employed myself for a few years in the past and knew some of the challenges that people were up against. Now, when you're working on an app like this from the technology side, you have the matchmaking to help me get the the job, right, or get the opportunity and to become aware of new opportunities. Are there any other features that, like, um, you know, that any gamification things that encourage me to get more work and, like, you know, what are you doing from a technology side? Yeah, absolutely. So job discovery is probably the uh, main thing you'll see right now if you go to the app, and that is set through filters and surveys and different questions about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the benefit side is already out there, and then bringing those together through activity feeds so you can see uh, the relationship between the two. But to answer your question a different way, the more that people use the application, um, link their income, and we see different tracks or different traces of things that are out there, we can bring better opportunities to people based on the information they're supplying to us or information we discover about that person. Like what's an example of how that would play out? Yeah, yeah. So basically, if you're you're looking at jobs in a... uh, category of uh, pets and you know, you've linked your bank account we can discover that you've uh, basically um, you're already spending in a certain category we can use that category spend information potentially to bring an opportunity that's good for you or if you stated that you want to uh, look at jobs in certain areas like the work from home um, or work in someone else's home you know we can provide jobs that match that criteria so we're mm-hmm. constantly refining our algorithms based on the criteria or the information that we see and then you're going with also psychographics like you're kind of telling that i'm a people person so then those kind of opportunities bubble up we do we do ask some uh, some of the um softer questions as well about people about you know do they like working with other people uh do they like um, working with animals work with animals <laughs> are they social are they not social so we do have some softer questions as well right and for you what's been the most rewarding part I think the most important part for me is just seeing the number of people that are using the applications on a daily basis and seeing that number go up. It really resonates. When you get an application out there and immediately see hundreds of thousands of people using it within a short period of time, within a couple of months, that, that means that you've created something that people really want and mm-hmm. really want to use. Now, are you primarily just going... How, like, how are you getting... Is it the chicken and the egg? Like, you have to get all these companies to share that there's these opportunities and also you have to get the users to to 
So how do you kind of attack that? Yeah, so there's that? a B2B and a B2C component. Right. Uh, the B2B is, you know, our back-end sales staff are out there selling to uh, individual gig companies. They're selling to some of the big corporations. But is it a sale or is it just a, hey, I'll make your opportunity available? It's a little bit of both. So we do get paid some reference uh, referral fees uh, based on the information uh, that we put out there. Um, but then also the B2C part, which is getting it out in front of uh, users so they can see the offering as well. Right. So, so then you get paid a referral for referring in a new that's correct yeah so and then do you accept advertising on the app are there like can they get a more premium listing if they wanted to be the first dog walking thing we do not do that on purpose so mm-hmm. our goal is to bring the best uh, jobs and benefits to the consumers based on the consumers behavior so we're very employee or consumer focus and this so that's a, a decision you made it is yes that is a, a conscious decision for the company right so you didn't want it to be like the person with the biggest ad budget gets to be first and pushes down other ones that might be more deserving that is correct yeah now some of this stuff is me doing an activity but i can monetize like my car right like there's certain opportunities where i can just put my car out there and my car is the gig Right. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's opportunities out there where you can, um, you know, have your your car, car be rented out house. or you know your uh, RV be rented out. So right. there's you know, a number of different things like that. Now Airbnb is a good example. So we do co- cover some of those as well. Most of our opportunities are actually you doing the work, though. Just to be clear, most right. of our opportunities. But there are other opportunities to make money um, by you know selling services, and service could be your car, your RV, your house. You know, there are other opportunities out there that people know about. It's a, a new world, huh? Yes, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And then, what's the percentage of, of people that are going to take advantage of a gig or two in their career? You think is that going to be the way it's, it's going to be? Yeah, we have a extremely good um, conversion rate from people downloading the application they see a need so the fact they download the application register for the application um, we have a I wouldn't say a one-to-one but we have a high average percentage uh, of people that do convert from downloading the application registering and applying for a job so we see the need is there and then and there's no charge for me to download and just to kind of see what's out there nope uh, steadyapp.com anybody can go to it anybody can download the apps anybody can use the apps. i can browse i can see if there's an opportunity or not i can even apply and then you'll let me know hey you might want to take advantage of some of these that's correct yeah yeah so there's like no risk at all there's no risk this. there's no it's only opportunity <laughs> absolutely just opportunities for for people so, and then yeah. how uh, how's your growth been like so growth's people been amazing t- i mean you know looking back uh not want to give exact numbers but back in july you know we had tens of thousands of users um now we have hundreds of thousands of users using wow. our application every month so you know we're definitely up there it's been fantastic now what is the attraction to be part of atdc so I've been a member of ATDC and various companies of the last 10 years, starting back with uh, Cardlytics days. And, wow. You know, it does give you that good network of people. It gives you the ability to um, listen and learn from other, others in the group. I've been in the CIO roundtable for years now, probably seven or eight years, uh, between ATDC and TAG as well. And, uh, you know, it's just been a great opportunity. But uh, meeting people talking to people about their experiences, comparing stories, uh, but that's really what I get from ATDC mostly. Uh, we're not in the space here. Uh, You're not physically here, physically but here, you, yeah, but we're you use some of the resources. That's correct, yeah. Now, um, for you, what do you need more of? 
Um, that's, uh, that's a good point. I think uh, time. <laughs> do you need more talent? So, do you need more? I we know do you, need more you, talent. You're the CTO, so yeah, yeah so everything's what, your problem. Well, we've loved. <laughs> yeah, everything's my problem. That's a good point. So uh, basically, talent is a good place to start. Uh, we'd love to find uh, local um, talent, uh, usually with a one to two to five years experience. That's really what we're um, experiencing with what? a little bit in mobile development, uh, primarily. You so can't get enough of those people, right? Cannot get enough of them. We'd love more yeah and then do you work with georgia tech and the different universities like how are you finding these people we do and we've just started uh spending a little bit more time with gtri here uh, mm -hmm. in the building so that uh that's great uh, we're also spending time with uh, other universities as well, um, but you know that's where we need to invest our, our efforts on the on the hiring process. Get closer to the colleges, find great young talent, get them in here, and be part of the uh, steady steady brand. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and the website one more time. Uh, SteadyApp.com or in the Google Store, the Apple Store. Steady work. Right. Yep. Good stuff. Well, hang with us. Got a couple more guests. Great. Thank you. All right. Next up on ATDC Radio, I got Paul Brobson, and he is with Trusted Sale. Welcome. Thanks. Are you going to get the app now? You're, um, you got a um, full-time job, right? No, I want the app. <laughs> I need the app. I just, it, even if it, for me, it might be the idea of releasing away from CEO deal, detail for a while <laughs> and do some of the things you were talking about. Sounded like a lot more fun than what I do now. <laughs> so tell us about Trusted Sale. How are you serving folks? So Trusted Sale is the, uh, the world's first anti-fraud, anti-scam, peer-to-peer transaction platform. Um, simply said, um, we make it safer, more convenient, and easier for folks that are, tra are transacting on these peer-to-peer -peer platforms. Um, we make it safer and more secure. We take the fear, the worry, the inconvenience out of the picture. So what's an example of one of those peer-to-peer -peer platforms, and how do you plug in? Well, probably the, the, the world's most famous being Craigslist um, that's out there today. And of course, if you look, it's very interesting. The marketplaces that are out there today, uh, Craigslist being a general one and the, the most well-known and still the most well-trafficked site. Um, in, in still the even yeah. today? It is. It's, it's, it's going to take a long time to unseat that one. Um, we had that epiphany last June when we were down in Miami. We're at the uh, uh, classified summit down there, and we just realized that um, auto traders you know, size and pool of private party vehicles compared to Craigslist was like a thimble next to the Indian Ocean. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. So we're, we're but, but quickly Facebook Marketplace is starting to come up and, and really make a difference in this space. And mm -hmm. so um, Craigslist is not as easy or fun to play with, um, uh, but uh, Facebook is making it real easy and fun to play with. So we're doing some integrations with them. So now, so how does it work if I'm a user? Sure. So if you're considering either selling or buying or selling your vehicle or trading in your vehicle today, mm -hmm. and we're focused specifically on vehicles, vehicles. right now. We do have, we can accommodate other like higher price ticket items. Yeah, so last year, <laughs> just as a quick aside, last year when we did our beta last summer, we had the strangest assortment of things come through. <laughs> I'm sure. Again, we have, like like um, he said, we don't have, we have prohibited items list that we can't <laughs> go through the platform. But, um, but we had dental office chairs. We had restaurant equipment. Right. We had a horse. A horse. We had <laughs> high-end pets, but we had a lot of vehicles, and not just automobiles, right. but recreational vehicles and higher-end, even equipment like we call it yellow iron, excavators, forklifts. You'd be surprised at the, the things that people privately sell and buy amongst and themselves. And then they're saying, you know what, I think I'll throw that on Craigslist. 
So let's throw it on Craigslist and see what happens. And so what typically happens is a good segue. What typically happens is there's a lot of ambiguity in the contact. You don't know who the person is that you're contacting. Um, and so, you know, the, you, you ultimately get in a situation where you're taking your personal um, safety and your financial safety into your own hands. Right. And despite all of the maybe good intentions you may have, there has still been documented over 100 killings on Craigslist alone. And now some of the other marketplaces, unfortunately, are starting to um, add to that statistic. Right, because the bad guys figured out. They figured it how out. This works. So, what we've decided is to take an approach where rather than go out and build a marketplace where there's plenty of them out there already, what we decided was to build a marketplace agnostic solution mm -hmm. where you, as the seller, could create your own account, get your identity verified, get a trusted seller badge on you. So now anybody who comes to, to visit or meet with you knows that you have gone through, you know, sufficient verification of your identity, your bank account, and your other information, as well as verifying the, the quality and condition of your vehicle. We provide a free vehicle history report, and we provide full transparency into the vehicle through an inspection and a certification program. So like I'm taking it somewhere to be actually inspected? Yeah. Yeah, we have a network of uh, people across the nation that will either do mobile inspections and come to your home or office, or you bring it to a local service center. I can't mention those names right. on, on the air today. But uh, well-known names, you would take it to those service centers, and, and they would conduct the inspection for you, and you'd walk out with a pass certificate, and now you could actually issue a, certifi a, a certification program, a warranty added to that vehicle when you sell it to the buyer. And then what about the price? How does the price get determined? Well, we, we haven't... We're, we're on the fence on that one. We're letting people decide and define their own price. We've decided not to go down the road of trying to become Kelly Blue Book and the rest. However, what we are going to do is we're going to explain to folks that the pricing that they do can be significantly increased if they do elect certification. Mm -hmm. On average, you can earn 22% more wow. for a certified vehicle than for a non-certified vehicle. So if you're thinking about selling your car for $10,000, you really could, you know, when you're putting that price in, we're going to remind people, if you want, you could certify this vehicle and maybe earn as much as 12 to 12.5. So you're able to look at that and see the car and you look at Kelly Blue Book to see, okay, the value of this could be this Correct. if it was I would in say that shape. we actually aggregate across many pricing sources, right. including wholesaler and broker prices, which are much more accurate. And what we do is suggest a markup on top of that number. Mm -hmm. And then so then it's worth, so they pay the fee to get it vetted by you guys? Well, they only pay a fee to the inspection to get it inspected. That's the only thing that they have to pay out of their pocket. If they decide not to do that, they don't have to do that. They can issue, they can uh, create their listing on trusted sale. And the way it works is they go in, they just basically, all they really need to do is take eight high quality photos of their vehicle, a couple of pictures of their driver's license and a selfie. Mm -hmm. And then they, they select their price and and put their VIN number in, and we basically populate the rest but for them. But that's not certified at that point? It's not certified at that right. point. So they would still have to go through an inspection. We won't certify a vehicle without it being inspected and without the full vehicle history report being coming. So they have to point. do all that first stuff, yeah. and then they take it to one of these centers, and they... Mm -hmm give it the once over yep. and then that it's actually 125 points so I don't want to minimize it but to say yes it's it's a pretty significant once over <laughs> <laughs> right so it's a very thorough yeah. vetting of the vehicle and then the fee to that that's different in every market no it's the same fee it's same it's a it's a universal fee that the, the user pays and then what is that or is it a it's it's uh, <laughs> it's sub it's sub fifty dollars Oh, so it's not like the oh, no, big no. cumbersome. Oh, no, 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 no. It's under $50. Right. There are some markets that might be 39 some that are 
49. Right. So they go in and they pay the money, they get it. So now it's certified at yes. that point, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm taking my picture, I'm showing right. you my license. Yeah. No one else sees my license except you, Correct. right? And then now I can publicize it as certified and Correct. I can drive traffic to that and yes. say, hey, I can go on Facebook or some of these social media things and go, hey, my car's for sale. Go here and look sure. at it. And one better than that, Lee, what we actually do is we'll actually promote out to Facebook Marketplace on your behalf. So you don't have to set and up there's an no fee for that either or that's uh, pay an extra for that. Um, currently, there's no fee for that. Wow. So During I'm the next several months, there'll be no fee for that. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and As we learn over time. <laughs> now, we can't do that with Craigslist because Craigslist, unfortunately, has a fee structure right. in place that won't allow that. So we would have to pass that cost along. But if you wanted to do it for Craigslist, we would do that for a fee. But in addition to Facebook, what I wanted to mention, we'll, we'll actually promote it out to over 150 different auto-specific uh, and, and other So I might want to take a swing with all your free stuff first before putting it on the other thing. Well, the point, absolutely. You would, absolutely, why would you put it on somewhere where you had to pay if we right. could get you, you know, um, all the traffic comes through the same one portal. And that's the other side of it. When the buyers come through, you can require that the buyer be verified as well. So you can require that before they meet with you or before they interact with you, that you verify their identity as well. And again, it's very simple, um, front and back of their driver's license. We use Evident ID, a, a company, company you interviewed before, right. sure. um, as our back-end supplier for that, uh, for that service. And then is there a fee for the buyer? No fee for the buyer. So the, to get vetted and make it where they have to get vetted, there's no cost to them to do this? There's no fee to the seller or buyer to use the service. Wow. So there's no excuses. Right. Now, we do charge it. We do the way we make money is we do charge a fee on the transaction. Right. So if and when you sell your vehicle through trusted sale, we will charge a one and a half percent transaction fee. Mm -hmm. So for a ten thousand dollar vehicle, it's one hundred and fifty bucks. Right. Um, of which, again, what you're getting for that, you're getting ID verification of you and as many buyers as you need. You're getting a free vehicle history report. You're getting your page published to millions of viewers instantly upgraded and refreshed. And I'm only paying when it sells. You're only paying when it sells. And we also offer conveniences for both the buyer and seller. I think I mentioned the limited warranty. We also have extended service contracts. And let's say that your buyer wants to finance the purchase of this vehicle. Now, typically on Craigslist and all the private party right. markets, that was That's non-existent. Not right. But with us, we actually have a, a, a partner that we're working with. that We, we can actually offer um, up to four offers in less than two minutes without dinging your credit score. And then for us as the seller, I just get the money, and then now just you're working the with the buyer, and that's their problem. Correct. And there's no risk if they default that I'm I got paid and I'm done. You're done. Wow, this seems like a no-brainer. Thank you. <laughs> Where do you sign? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you go to trustedcarsale.com and sign up for a free so, uh, account. Uh, trusted carsale.com that's where we're, we're currently running our beta for this program uh -huh. um, and we're introducing um, some of these new features that we mentioned so we're doing it at trustedcarsale.com um, you can go to trustedsale.com or you can go to trusted.sale any of those domains will get you to the same place and then um, right now it's primarily it's only vehicles it's primarily vehicles um, when I say vehicles though we can extend beyond just automobiles right and then so it could be boats yes you do boats too. we do so you, I go to bring my boat to check, be checked out. Correct. Just it, can get, it can get inspected. 
Um, and some things can't necessarily be warrantied. Uh -huh. There are some things that are limited on what right. you can warranty, but you can inspect pretty much anything and everything. And the inspectors we work with will inspect things you like lathing machines they inspected and i mean all kinds of stuff so anything that's got a machine they'll inspect right. it. and they by the way they, they also do as part of the inspection they do a five mile road test as well mm -hmm. so it's very thorough no surprises none just complete transparency and then uh for you how many where are you at now as a company is this yeah. You're in beta, you said? Yeah, so we're in beta. So we, we, we signed up. We actually did 800 transactions in our initial beta, as I mentioned, last year. And then we brought the car, quote-unquote, back into the garage <laughs> and worked on coming up with this vehicle-specific version over the last eight or nine months. Um, we just launched literally two weeks ago. So, you know, and this it's national or only here national. in Atlanta? No, it's national. So it's anywhere Everywhere. in the country? Everywhere in the U.S. currently. Right. And then what do you need more of? Um, well, we're we're currently finishing um, an initial seed round, and we're actually raising in in um, twenty nineteen. We will be raising our Series A, mm -hmm. so we'll be looking for money. Um, for, as far as talent goes, um, we're we're actually in a good position today. But again, six months out from now, we're going to be actively looking to get talent here in Atlanta. So then, we'll try to leverage our and relationship. And talent here. always means technical engineers. Engineers, yes. Mobile developer. Are you, what are you? You're not that. <laughs> I'm not that. <laughs> I'm, I'm a marketing um, and sales guy by heart. Um, uh -huh. I don't have experience in the automotive space or the warranty space <laughs> or the why, fintech space. That's why it makes perfect sense. You that's why it makes about. perfect sense when I started this. Yeah, of course. Um, but but what I have done is I've, I've, I've coddled together a really terrific team of experts in the areas that we don't know. But in terms of the next six months, really, um, our partnerships that we're working on, what we're really trying to do is build traction so that the partnerships that we're considering and are working with us, we, we, some things happened that we were not expecting. We got approached by Bank of America. We got approached by Triple um, A. We got approached by, you know, trade. So what did they see? What did Bank of America see? Bank of America sees an ocean of private party auto loans underneath their feet, but they can't get to them because they're constantly fighting with their their regulators about you can't verify the individual, you can't verify the vehicle's right. condition, you can't verify, you can't verify. And then we come along, and he said, "We're verifying everything." Yeah. So we can start underwriting private party loans, and they would look to white label something like this. Mm -hmm. And they weren't the only one. I'm, I'm naming names, but among several banks and credit unions that approach us in the same vein. And we weren't expecting that. So that was a pleasant surprise. And as well, AAA and AARP also very receptive to this because they have car buying and selling services for their members. And then for you, why ATDC? Well, for me, I've been in, in the ecosystem for the last few years. Um, prior to this, I was a, um, a partner at um, TechCXO. Um, the guys here in town, they've got a close alignment arrangement with the folks here. And so um, it became natural for me. I don't have a, a great deal of, of talent locally. Most of the folks who work with me are in other places in the U.S. So I just needed to get a home base where I knew I could rely on it. And the second thing really was the FinTech program here at ATTC. Mm -hmm. You know, we are... Well, we're not just, we are a secure transaction solution that's doing, you know, potentially millions of dollars a month in transactions. So the ability to tap into the fintech ecosystem here was critical. Right, because that element of actually the transaction has to occur through you guys. Exactly. And if you think about the things that we're doing, we're protecting identity and money. Those are the two biggest things that ATDC is pumping out in the last several years. Good stuff. And the website one more time? At trustedcarsale.com. All right. Well, Paul, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. All right. Next up on ATDC Radio, we got Audria.
Lovchenko. <laughs> Adria Lovchenko. Lovchenko. Man, so close. And she's with Purple Cloud Technology. Welcome. Thank you. Did you learn anything there? Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff in ATDC. <laughs> What's your favorite app? Which one of those two are you going to use, or both? I would use them both, definitely. <laughs> I've been a Lyft driver before I started my company, so that's one down, and my car is going to have to be sold at some point, exactly. so that's the second one down. There you go. <laughs> so tell us about Purple Cloud. How are sure. you serving folks? Yeah, definitely. So we are a uh, real-time task management and service opt uh, optimization platform for the back of the house of hotels. So we basically uh, run housekeeping, engineering, front desk management, all the stuff that runs the hotel behind the scenes. So what are they doing now mm -hmm. before so, your solution? Yeah, so currently most hotels are actually operating all of that on paper and radios, so very inefficient. Paper oh, and yeah. radios? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you go into a hotel, you will see clipboards, you will see radios, you will see people running around with post-it notes, and that's where we fill in those gaps. Is, is that true? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I worked for Marriott for five years um, at a full-service property in Philadelphia. So like in a super nice hotel. Oh, yeah. They have clipboards. We have five-star hotels using our system that we replace clipboards. Now, are, when they switch, is this something they're like doing cartwheels with? or they're oh, like, absolutely. Or are they hesitant because we've always had clipboards? Mm -hmm. It depends on the person. You know, some people love change. Some people hate change, <laughs> and that's just the way it is. And some people love technology. You have your early adopters, and then you have, you know, some people who needed a little bit of a learning curve. Now, for you, are you selling it into the corporate hotel, or are you selling it individually into each of the kind of the franchise owners? Yeah. So the franchise owners of all hotels, 85% of all hotels are franchised. So right. we typically go after these third-party management groups who have, you know, a wide portfolio of hotels, and we'll sell to them and pretty much roll out, you know, all of their hotels. And then how quickly does it take to kind of train and implement mm -hmm. this into a hotel? Yeah, definitely. So um, training usually takes about two days. Um, what we'll usually do is departmental training, sit down, have it, you know, actual hands-on training, um, and then usually a day of shadowing. But setting up a hotel takes minutes. And then are the instead of the clipboard, what are they using? Mm -hmm. Are they using like a tablet or their phone or? Exactly. So typically front desk managers, they'll already have desktops, so they could just log into our site right. from um, you know any computer they already have. Um, we're a web application, so we go after um, pretty much any kind of smartphone. So hotels are doing different things. Some will do a BYOD kind of situation. Others will you know provide full tablets for their staff. It just really depends on uh, the property and what their you know goals are. Now, do you have to like do a kind of a detox for them to get rid of their clipboards? Is that a hard <laughs> switch? To Not make? usually, because you know, honestly, those clipboards, those papers are printed out probably at seven a.m. In an hour, they're already expired. You know, if you change your stay, if you're a guest and you say I'm going to stay longer or I have to leave early, a lot of that information is outdated. We show everything in real in time. Real time, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you know, it's a quick quick change for them now how do you handle kind of the demographic of the user of this device because they may not all speak english yeah definitely so that's that was a huge focus for us um when i worked for marriott i was actually a housekeeping manager um and essentially you know I how had, many languages were you dealing with <laughs> we were dealing with at least five <laughs> at least five languages um i barely spoke spanish i actually ended up speaking spanish to someone from pakistan and uh <laughs> you know we just had no way to communicate with her so it was, um, it's really one of those things that was very eye-opening to me where I just realized, A, icons are really big, you know, making sure that everything is very uh, graphical interface. Yep. Secondly, 
every word needs to translate. So we actually use Google Translate uh, bi-directionally. So if you, and you can use speech to text, if you are saying something in Spanish, if you're a manager and you're speaking French, it'll go, you know, French, uh, Spanish to French and French to Spanish, right back and forth. Wow. Now, and you've deployed this all over the world? Mm-hmm. So we have deployed it um, mostly in America. Um, we have a couple Canadian hotels, but we haven't gone fully global, but we do have a really large uh, client that is global that is looking to expand. So now, um, so you developed this because you felt the pain? Exactly. Yep. So I worked, like I said, in Marriott uh, five years. And besides being a housekeeping manager, I was really doing a management training program for several years. So I was in every single department uh, realized that every single department operates as a silo they are not connected whatsoever so the real purpose of this was to provide complete transparency and visibility and also to recognize people you know people are working behind the scenes behind closed doors and there's no visibility into what they're doing and how they're doing it so now how does that come into play like how, how does a hotel uh, who is the Beneficiary, like who who sees the big uh, dashboard? Is yeah. that the general manager, the owner? So we have different types of dashboards for different types of managers. So we'll have the departmental uh, departmental managers will be able to see analytics on their team. You know, top performers, low performers, improvement plans, um, quality versus productivity, and then basically moving on up, you got the general manager who sees top trends, how much that's costing them, um, where they're occurring. You know, if the light bulb has constantly burned out in room five one you know maybe that be a bigger problem exactly right? so we're able to diagnose the symptoms of the problem also so rather than just throwing out the toilet maybe it's a $20 piece in the tank that you mm-hmm. have to replace so we're really able to get pretty specific and that's what's for the general manager and then above that we have roll-ups for the whole portfolio so they can see different categories of hotels how they're performing against their other hotels um, and you know again top performers across the whole group so now how do you define like kind of does every hotel have the same definition of a top performer or it allows this you can customize it to whatever the metrics are important to them definitely so you can customize it by clean time by number of let's say for an engineer in the hotel how many work orders they're doing how many messages they're sending because again the data is so valuable that you can you know incentivize them to report things because if they're reporting it that's not a guest reporting it and that's a good thing right and then is it is it kind of gamified where you can kind of win prizes if you perform and you can add that element as well? Exactly. So that's actually one of the biggest differentiators between us and our competitors is that most of our competitors focus on just getting things done fast. We actually focus a lot on employee recognition mm-hmm. um, and making sure that we actually have leaderboards in our program that will show you your top performers if they've helped others. So if, you know, you got done early and you helped somebody else, that's a great thing. Um, there's rewards, so you can claim a $25 gift card because you were the top performer, and other people can see that you claim that gift card, so it kind of gets the whole group moving up right. um, total. So now, what's been the most challenging part of uh, creating and rolling this out? Yeah, definitely. So I started it when I was pretty young. Uh, pretty much right out of college so we had to rebuild so So you think you're kind of old now (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I've been at this I think uh, you know I really launched the company originally in 2011 we relaunched it in 2014 after we completely rebuilt it so I think not having that you know originally I wasn't very technical so I had to learn what version control was and how to make a scalable tech stack and you know funding took time to learn how to pitch Um, but now at this point you know we've 
we've raised good good amount of money. We've rebuilt everything. We have a huge team, so we're we're really on a roll now. Now, how do you leverage ATDC? Mm -hmm. So I love ATDC. Coming from Philadelphia, I didn't know how the startup scene was here. I didn't know how the tech scene was here. Coming into ATDC really connected me directly to investors, which was huge for me because I didn't know anybody here. Did when you come? to ATDC from Philadelphia, or so you moved here for I moved, other reasons? I moved here, actually, because we got the former CIO of Marriott, who lives in Roswell, as our first angel investor. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so he... He uh, said, why don't you move here? And you're like, <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I moved here as soon as I could, because he's been just such a wealth, uh, just huge knowledge base for us he's opened doors he's you know explained the c-level role in you know these organizations um but you know it was also very helpful because when i came here we got um jane mccracken who is one of the mentors and catalysts here as our catalyst and she worked for allhotels.com so she knows the space really well and i mean right. it was it couldn't be more of a good fit so you were able to kind of really get a lot of intel from these seasoned pros mm -hmm. pretty rapidly exactly and that helped you get the, the final product out the door? Yep. Funding, talent, um, you know, again, space. We have an office here, so space, you know, having that um, kind of fit our budget better was huge. What was it like going through the funding process? Because one thing is starting the company, and it's another job altogether of getting funding. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a huge distraction from the product building and right. from selling. Um, so that's always hard. But as soon as we got Carl on board, which is the former CIO of Marriott, I mean, funding came a lot faster because he kind of vetted us for, right, for the industry. Right, there was a lot of credibility. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you need more right now? So right now, um, I think at this point, we're always looking for talent, like you, everyone else has said. I mean, we're being just very proactive with it. Uh, if we run into someone who's great, we're hiring them. But besides just um, tech talent, we are looking for sales uh, talent as well because we are looking to Relax, grow. Paul knows a guy. This is what he does all day long. <laughs> all right, I'll talk later. <laughs> So um, if someone wants to learn more, what's the best way to get mm -hmm. a hold of you guys? So our website is purplecloudtech.com, and that's T-E-C-H.com. And then what's the pain the hotel's having where you guys are the right fit, the mm -hmm. catalyst to have that conversation? Yeah, definitely. A lot of the pain varies by who you are and what your you know, personal pain is. Um, but the biggest thing is lack of transparency, lack of visibility into what your hotel is so really So if you're doing. frustrated by not mm -hmm. having the answers to some of these questions? Exactly. And you want the insight you want employees to be happier uh labor shortage is huge in the hospitality right now mm -hmm. so that's a big pain point too good stuff well thank you so much yeah. for sharing your story thank you so much all right this is lee Cantor. we will see you all next time on atdc radio